0: the following is an exclusive presentation of pirate radio the voice of the pirate nation this is eastern carolina's longest running sports radio show the brian bailey show is on the air the brian bailey show is powered by greenville utilities and also brought to you by angus grill bostic sug furniture bojangles east coast grading papa john's pepsi seared chop house Taft, Taft, and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. And now... Here's Brian Bailey.
1: Hello again, everyone, and welcome into our show on this Monday. Happy Monday to you as we talk sports for the next hour. Coming up in this hour, we're going to talk baseball in the second half of our show. We're going to preview the big Rose Conley matchup that's set for tomorrow. Last week, Conley beat Rose three two. Remember, they played in the Eastern Finals in three A play last year. Bitter rivals, but pretty good friends as far as the coaches go. So we'll have Ronald Vincent, the all-time winningest coach in North Carolina baseball history, on with us and. Jay Jason Mills, the fine head coach at DH Conley, to kind of preview that matchup, talk about the playoffs, baseball in our area, and that kind of thing. Kicking us off, though, is Amanda Moore. She's the lacrosse coach at East Carolina. Her Pirates are 9-7 and seven on the year. They face a tough task coming up this weekend, trying to make it into the American tournament. And we'll lead off our show with Coach Moore coming up. This is the Brian Bailey Show, starting your sports week. And we're back with more after this.
0: You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All
1: right, welcome back. On this Monday, we kick things off talking lacrosse. Amanda Moore in her fourth year as the Pirate lacrosse coach, and she joins us to get us set for the regular season finale and hopefully a a postseason run for her Pirates, 9-7 and on the year. Coach Moore, how are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good, Bailey.
1: How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. All right, let's go through the American first because the American has a much different look in lacrosse because you guys have a couple of teams from the SEC in here. You've got a Conference USA team, as I glance down. Florida is undefeated at 4-0, and you guys play the Gators coming up this weekend in the finale. Temple's 3-1, Vanderbilt's 2-2, East Carolina 2-2, Cincinnati 1-3, Old Dominion at 0-4. The question is, you know, what has to happen for you guys to make the postseason tournament
2: Yeah, so, you know, we we took care of business this weekend um, against Cincinnati, you know, winning by six, 15 to nine. That was really big for us. Um, You know, what needs to happen really is for Vanderbilt to beat Cincinnati um, or to not lose by five Um, for us, you know, to be in, to be in. And that would be huge, obviously, because the tournament here in Greenville, uh, we want to be in it on our field. All
1: right. All right. So let's go over that again, because it it, it matters how many goals you score then, right?
2: Yes, so it you know the the fact that we were able to sort of separate a little bit in the game this past weekend at Cincinnati, um, winning by six was was big. Um, just because, like you said, in the event that Cincinnati is able to beat Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt, we all are sitting at that like in, assuming, you know, if we're able to beat Florida this weekend, outstanding, we're in. Right, that's right. all. Uh, we've got three wins, but if we lose to Florida, and if Cincinnati beats Vanderbilt, we're all sitting at two and three. Correct. Um, with you know tied, all tied in our record for the three and the four spots. Um, so then it goes to goal differential in that sort of a, a three, a three-team mini conference. Um, you know, we lost to Vanderbilt by seven, but we beat Cincinnati by six. Um, you know, so it really just goes to what the Cincinnati-Vanderbilt score would be, and Cincinnati would need to beat Vanderbilt handedly um, to, to sort of um, make that goal differential up because of our win this game.
1: All right. I I looked at it last night and I was like, okay, I know, you know, I I thought I read somewhere that you guys were in, and then I started reading more about it, and it didn't sound like you guys were in quite yet. But by beating Cincinnati, you pretty much took a huge step toward making the postseason.
2: Huge, huge step, um, you know, and just, you know, kind of controlling our own fate on that one, um, you know, in terms of, you know, the goal differential thing, too. It was was a big one. Um, But it's not a total lock. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be watching that Vanderbilt-Cincinnati game closely um, and, you know, hoping for them to play a, a tight game and for, for Vanderbilt to win.
1: <laughs> there you go. All right, take us back to, to last week now. Cincinnati gets up 4 on, nothing on your girls. You had to be thinking, like, hey, we've got a, we've got a rally here.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it, you know kind of had the feeling, like, hey, our, our, our conference season, you know, the ability to be at home and playing on our, our field – in the conference tournaments, on the line felt like we came out a little bit tight. You know, maybe we were feeling some of those emotions. Um, you know, on the offensive end, um, but you know, defense able to buckle down, sort of re-discipline themselves, playing with urgency, made a couple of stops, and, and offense really. I mean, we had good looks, but our shots weren't dropping. Um, but it was great. You know, we were able to sort of turn the tide with the draws at the end, um, and then to start out the the second period with the second quarter, we had made two defensive stops, went down, scored, won three or four consecutive draw controls, obviously possession is key. won the draw, scored, won the draw, scored, won the draw, scored, um, so we had ourselves a game. All
1: right, you've got your uh, senior class, your first one at East Carolina uh, graduating this year. What does that mean to you? From starting this whole program from scratch and, and to see these young ladies, I'm sure you've seen them grow and mature and become better players. The team's in better shape than it was when you, know, when, when you first started. I mean, it's got to mean a whole lot to you. Uh, I mean, so much. And this is, we
2: actually have, three from our first class. We, we graduated our first two class last year, um, obviously in a non traditional sort of a covid then yeah. again. Um, you know, so we have three from our very first class that are fifth year seniors this year that are graduating. Um, so celebrating them and five other uh, seniors this weekend. I mean, just tremendous strides, right? This is our, our fifth competition season. Obviously our third and fourth, a third one was ended early fourth one heavily impacted by COVID right. um, and, you know, just just sort of a non-traditional season, you know, playing conference games, double headers, it's really weird. Um, you know, so to see, you know, the consistency and our ability to practice and train and the growth of our players week in and week out has just been awesome. So proud of our all of our seniors with those fifth-year guys. I mean, you know, to hug, to hug them up after the game at Cincinnati on Cincinnati Field, knowing how our senior day ended last year yeah people lost Cincinnati um, you know, it was
1: just really special. When you look back to the COVID year and, and, and now we pretty much have to say COVID years, because as you said, it was kind of, you know, the, the next year was better, but it wasn't a whole lot better. But, you know, how hard was that for, for, you know, especially when you're building a program?
2: Yeah. I mean, like, I think, I think you just said it right there. We were, we were building, right? So, you know, year, our season three of our program is, you know, we were off on a great start. I think we were something like 5-2, 5-3, and, and, um, and the season just ends, right? Like, it, it abruptly ends. We send everybody home. We come back that fall, and you're in and out. You know, it's like um, – and everybody experienced this across the country. We weren't an isolated case, but, you know, we would have a game plan on on Wednesday, you know, wrapped up in a bow, and Thursday morning you would get a call that, hey, these two players are out. <laughs> they had starting roles. And, you know, oh, by the way, you know – they had four close contacts well those are the people that would step in <laughs> to, to fill that gap because they're <laughs> all roommates you
3: know?
1: yeah
2: all right, who can play attack today?
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's got to be. And, and I've talked to, with with all the football coaches; they say the same thing. And, and basketball coaches. I mean, it, it's it was just crazy that not only you, you understand if someone catches COVID, they can't play. You understand that, but then it got to be close contact, and what was a close contact, and were they really that close? And I mean, it, yeah, it, it yeah
2: was, You know, like we, we felt we fell under the pit trap of you know we're we're a really tight team. You know, it's part time three family on six. Like we cheer family like, for a reason, like, all of our girls live together. Like, they all have houses there, you know, in the grid, and they all live in apartments together. So, you know, we had two worst-case scenarios, that we had a house of four defenders and a house of, I think it was three attackers and one midi. And you're like, if this house goes down with COVID, like, yeah, we don't have enough defenders. Like we gotta, we gotta start poaching players to play other positions here.
1: <laughs> I know, and it was it was tough, and hopefully those days are behind us. Now you've got number ten, Florida, coming to town this this weekend, Saturday, eleven a.m. start time. Yeah. You know what? What would it take to beat a team that's nationally ranked? What do you have to do to step that up?
2: You know, we're gonna have to be a little bit creative on our end. Um, you know, obviously playing with with a ton of focus. Um, and, and precision in all of those things but you know Florida's really fast um, they've got a really fast team um, very aggressive ton of firepower so we're going to have to make we're going to have to play great in the cage uh, Bryn Knight freshman goalie um, she's really been playing great in this conference this uh, conference part of the season we're going to have to have that consistency and some, and some big stops we are going to have to at least match or beat on the draw um, you know to, to try to have possession of the ball um, and extend those possessions. You know, you say, like, second-chance opportunities, that's going to be big for us, um, you know, to to really compete and, and keep it close and, and play for the win.
1: Is that the main difference between a team you know, that's building and trying to get into the national rankings and a nationally ranked team? Is it is it the size, the strength, or, or and the speed, basically? Yeah,
2: it's the speed. You know, speed hmm. and, and I would, say depth. You know, depth of that speed um, in your position. You know, then the other, the other big thing is, too, is, is the draw, right? Um, you know, that's, after each goal, the ball goes back to the center and the teams are competing for that 50-50 ball in the center. It becomes really, really critical, you know, if you're able to narrow those margins on both the defensive and offensive end. You know, the draw is, is really what it comes down to.
1: When you look at your season so far, you started off 4-0, then you had the two nationally ranked games. What did you learn in the losses to Duke and to Jacksonville?
2: Gosh, you know, it was interesting. We had, um, you know, sort of like a heart to heart as a team, sort of there in the middle of the season. And it was like, hey, we can't, we can't just get up for the games that we're supposed to win. Like, we have to learn how to battle hard, battle smart, battle together, you know, against these top top opponents. You know, Um, you know, and just just being ready to compete. Um, So I think we, we learned a lot that way. We also learned that it was really really important. Um, to invest in our scouting reports um, as players, you know, we, you know as coaches, we, you know, we emphasize that. But it was really, um, you know, players just selling out in the role and the job that they had in each game. And I feel like our girls have done a great job, um, really since our Hopkins game, of investing in that role. Um, you know, be it as, as a scout team player, prepping the, the starters for who they were going to see. And, you know, likewise, like owning your job.
1: When you look at your conference slate, and obviously you had some some close games, you beat Old Dominion 14-11, and that turns out to be, you know, with the Cincinnati win, those are the the two wins in conference play, and both of them are huge if you're going to make it into that uh, postseason tournament.
3: Huge, huge, yes.
2: And, you know, felt like, you know, we really came out firing against that ODU team. Felt like we lost a little bit of gas, uh, you know, in that fourth quarter, I feel like we, you know, we maybe maybe took our foot off the gas a little bit thinking like in those last five minutes, all right, we're winning and gave up two or three, you know, sort of like easier goals that, um, I think they would, they would want back. Um, but it just ended up fueling our fire for that next Monday practice. Um, you know, and in that way, but, um, Cincinnati, you said in the beginning, um, we were speaking, Brian, that down by four, one by six, a huge swing and just so proud of the fight and resiliency really that both ends, Uh, showed in that game at Cincinnati on Cincinnati Senior Day um, and limiting one of their best offensive threats to one goal.
1: When you look at your ball club and the two losses, uh, you lose to Vanderbilt 19-12 and then you fall to Temple 15-10, but but when when you look at those games, did you feel like you came out of those saying, hey, we're just as good as they are, we just didn't have it that day?
2: Uh, No, 100%. 100%, And I think more so, we... Um, we're really kind of, like, I don't know what, what the right word to say is here. You know, basically at the beginning of the fourth quarter in both of those games, it was tied. Like, the score was literally tied. We played those two teams, Temple and Vanderbilt, three quarters, even Steven. And in the fourth quarter, and this is what we used coming into the Cincinnati game, is like the fourth quarter we gave up two or three, and we weren't ever able to regain momentum or close the gap in both of that Temple and Vanderbilt game, and then you go out and you press to try to get the ball back for the win, and you give up a goal or two and you're pressed, right? um, so in your press, right? So going into the Cincinnati game, you know, what we learned is from an approach standpoint is, like, we have to be in the moment. We can't be thinking about the last eight minutes of the game. We have to be in the moment for every, every play in that fourth quarter, um, I think our team did that really well last week or this past
1: weekend. I just think if you'd been able to beat Vanderbilt and beat Temple, you'd be four and zero in league play and have Florida come in town. That would be big, wouldn't it?
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, and also, you know, you know, you, 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 it matters where you get placed too because right now Florida's number one in the conference. Um, they've they've more or less solidified that number one spot. Uh, so you know they're the one seed, and we're likely going in as the four seed. Um, so you know the hopes that everything happens this weekend that should happen. And we go in as the four seed, so we look to play Florida potentially twice in the span of six days.
1: Yeah, play them span of six days twice, both at home. So you gotta gotta like your chances that maybe you will learn something in that first game, regardless of how it goes. But still, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta try to pull that upset. But as you said, Florida is ranked tenth nationally. You gotta keep an eye on that other game. But hopefully, everything will work out for those uh, those pirates to make that postseason tournament because because that. When you when you see success like that, measurable success, that means a lot to the program.
2: It does, it does. In 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 recruiting and the morale of your players and your team, you obviously set goals in the beginning of the season. This was this was definitely one of them. You know, you want to set you know challenging but attainable goals. We thought this was one, and you know we we want to get there. I mean, don't get me wrong; we want to beat Florida on Saturday, and you know, loved another crack at them again.
1: Yeah, if you knock off Florida and things worked out right, maybe you would play somebody else, right? Because they, they would go to 4-1. Temple could would win and go to 4-1. Well, I guess Florida would have the uh, tiebreaker over Temple then if they're undefeated. But, you know, who knows what could happen when you get... As most coaches will say, anything can happen in a tournament.
2: Anything can happen in a tournament, and, you know, obviously any win against a ranked opponent... You know, at this time of the season, when you've already got a winning record, you know, has post-postseason, you know, ramifications um, in our sport front, CAA. So, yeah,
3: absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Amanda Moore, East Carolina lacrosse coach, joining us today. Coach, I know you touched on it a little bit, but before we let you go, the keys to having success and maybe upsetting the 10th-ranked team in the nation, the Florida Gators, coming up Saturday.
2: Yeah, it's for us to shoot well. They've got a great goalie. Uh, Florida's an excellent um, all-conference goalie. We need to shoot well against her. We need to uh, keep the draw competitive um, as close as possible to have as many opportunities as possible. On our offensive end, we got to make saves.
1: There you go. Amanda Moore, head coach of lacrosse at East Carolina. Number 10 Florida coming to town, 11 a.m. start time, coming up on Saturday. Coach, best of luck. Thanks so much for joining us today, talking a little lacrosse, and uh, good luck, and let's see you guys in that tournament.
2: Thank you
1: so much, Brian. Appreciate it. All right. Lacrosse coach Amanda Moore joining us here on the Brian Bailey Show on this Monday. As we always say, we're getting your sports week started. Coming up next, we will talk Rose and Conley baseball. Ronald Vincent, the all-time winningest coach in North Carolina's baseball history. love saying that every time you introduce RV, Coach Ronald Vincent. He's up next as we continue on here on the Brian Bailey Show right after this.
0: You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show.
1: All right, welcome back to our show as we roll on. Now we're talking baseball. Rose and Conley meet again tomorrow night, weather permitting, because there is a question mark as far as the weather goes. Conley beat Rose the other night 3-2. to and uh, This time, the rematch is at Guy Smith Stadium. You remember last year in the 3A Eastern Finals at Conley, one of the biggest crowds I've ever seen for a high school baseball game and J.A. D.H. Rose knocked off D.H. Conley 5 nothing was that final. Ronald Vincent, the state's all-time winningest baseball coach, joins us now. And, Coach, uh, first of all, uh, how exciting is it to play this Conley team again?
4: Oh, you know it is exciting. Uh, Brian, it's just it's so much fun, you know. So much, And it helps both teams, you know, because there's so much intensity. And, it, you know, it's a big crowd and everybody's, uh, everybody's there. And, you know, you have to get used to uh, playing under pressure like that. And it, so it helps both teams regardless of who wins or loses, you know, obviously we're gonna to try to win, but uh both teams benefit from all this. All this uh stuff and it's uh and, and, and in addition to that college's a really good baseball team. So that makes it even more <laughs> even tougher. So,
1: when you look back to last year's three A Eastern Finals, was that the biggest crowd you guys have ever played in front of?
4: Uh you know it it has to be. It has to be. It's it's uh uh I, it was the people standing everywhere
1: yeah i mean they were all over the place
4: every everywhere and that, that was that was the hour before the game started
1: yeah you're right <laughs> people trying to get in there and it was uh and it was kind of a kind of a welcome deal because we were still trying you know last year's season was was almost normal but it still had covid deals here and there and everything and that was kind of a a huge crowd and people sitting on top of one another and but it was and, you know it was it was unbelievable
4: yeah, and, you know, it was like two weeks after school was out.
1: Yeah, that's right. It was late. It was in June because uh, because the season got pushed. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that until we were talking about the game Thursday night. We were previewing it. I went back and looked at the three Eastern Finals, and I couldn't find it in May. And I thought, you know, it's got to be in May, but it wasn't. It was in June.
4: Yeah, yeah. So that was after school was out. So that makes it even more <laughs> crazy how many people were there.
1: When you look at your ball club this season, obviously another great year fourteen and three on the season so far seven and one in the big Carolina three A four A. You know wh- where do you see this team? How much better can this team be?
4: Well, you know we've we've got uh, a lot of room for improvement. We are not hitting throughout the lineup like we we can. You know, like we have to. We we're getting production out of this one and this one, and then this week and this. One, but we all need to. You know if uh, we start producing in every spot in the batting order of course that helps and you know in high school uh, the difference is there's guys that bat seven eight nine six seven eight nine and our guys have done a real good job that you know but uh, we still we can do that and, and uh, um, our pitching has been better than we thought uh, down uh, down the line you know we're a little bit deeper in pitching than we thought and uh, but it's always you know everybody tell you' it's always improvement you know, and, and, uh, like these tough games, it makes you, makes you improve.
1: I was going to say, speaking of tough games, when you look at the three losses on your schedule, Perquimans, West Carteret, and the loss to Conley last week, what did you learn from your ball club in those three losses?
4: Well, the, the Perquemans game, you know, up early in the year, they were, they were really, they all really good and, and we weren't ready to play that night. You know, we, we, uh, uh, and they had a lot to do with it. Their pitching was so good and, uh we kind of backed down and learned a lot from that. And then uh, uh, down at uh, West Carrett, West Carrett really had a different kind of team. And we gave up two runs in the first inning and lost the game two to one. And, you know, I don't think they got but two or three more runners. So, you know, that's a big deal because now you have to you have to understand, look, every pitch or every inning counts. And you don't know when the most important times are going to happen. And then, uh, you know, we
3: so, uh, uh, you know,
4: that was a big deal. And then, conley Rose high game is always just such a good game, and it was a good game, and uh, uh, it's fun to be part of games like that. It's fun to see all that, but...
1: Yeah, it really is. And I was talking to somebody this weekend. I can't even remember who it was. But but I said, you know, the thing that that's, I've been blessed with here in, in Pitt County and in Greenville is the fact we have East Carolina, you know, right in our backyard, you know, especially in baseball, always a powerhouse. Football has had its ups and downs, but is on the upswing right now. Uh, it, it's just, there's so much going on with that. But also our high schools, and we do the high school football show with Touchdown Friday, and we've got such a, you know, that big Carolina 3A, 4A in football is just loaded. I mean it's it's unbelievable. And then and in baseball you know year in and year out when you look at the conference at Rose and Conley and, and most of your South Central, they're all going to be up there. I mean, it's just, it's really, really good baseball. And it's, it's not only is it good, but it's stuff people care about. And I think that's the key to, to being able to have a sports department this year is that if, if nobody cared, you know, <laughs> they, wouldn't, they wouldn't pay you to do anything. But because people care so much that it, it's it's very important. Yeah, Yeah, it's a big deal. Like you said, all those schools you talk about, it, 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 good years, bad years,
4: they're always hard to beat because it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, they might be kind of average, but you still have to beat them on the field because everybody's going, you know, they're going to play defense because they play so much baseball and, and they're going to swing the bat some. So each each year, no matter how up or down the team is, you, got it, you still have to, they're still hard to beat. And, uh, and uh, like you said, <laughs> there's a lot of people, a lot of emotion involved in some in this uh, baseball in Pitt
1: County. Brian. <laughs> it really is. I remember way back in the day. It was at it was at Conley, and i had never seen you really argue with an umpire much, and you really don't very often. But there was a play at second and and i i i don't know if you remember it or not i was on the first, first base side i think near your dugout and i thought man rv's fired up over that one but
4: uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it, well, it, obviously the umpire missed it then. exactly
1: <laughs> and marvin said he did so he, he had to have missed it
4: yeah <laughs> that's what he yeah, had to marvin said he missed it so and uh yeah and, and, and you know uh you try to try not to go out there and, and do much with the, the umpires and stuff but uh uh, it, it, even those games, you know, so intense. Every every play means so much. You know, every play means so much, and just can't take can't take a play off or anything like that. Uh, that's what, I guess that's why we get so pumped up about, uh, during that game because it, every play means so
1: much. What did the win in the Pitt County Classic over the Burlington School mean for you guys?
4: That, that was that was a really really good win for us. Uh, that team. That team was uh, 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 very solid, you know. They had players going all over, you know, Maryland and this place and Arkansas and all this stuff. And and our, and our guys, uh, uh, the big thing about it is our guys competed so hard that game, and and, the, uh, and uh, they really got after it, and and that carries you a long way as the season goes on because you're going. That's what we're going to face in the playoffs, you know, teams like that, and you have to be ready. Uh, you have to be ready to play those teams. Got hard throwing left handers.
1: I bet. Be- you know, we've talked about this a number of times through the years, and I've always admired baseball coaches because there is so much going on in the spring. First of all, everybody's got a little spring fever anyway. Then you've got you've got senior, you know, people get senioritis. I remember people, you know, when I was graduating, people would get senioritis. I had a bad case of it. But but then you got the prom going on, and, and there's so much going on with the, with the young people's lives. And now you have to deal with, with Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat Chat and I mean all these things that, that some of these things I don't even look at at all, but but all these guys and then if somebody Snapchats something that somebody on the other team doesn't like and the next thing you know you got a brouhaha going, don't you? Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. <laughs> you know the, the last last six
4: weeks of the school year, which is where we are now. You know, it's, it's crazy anyhow because you know it's college. Uh, Eighty seven degrees today, Brian. yep out at practice, and it's going, <laughs> and a lot of things go through uh, young guys' minds this time of year. it. <laughs> a lot of things go through. it. We try to keep them focused, and and uh, and they do. They, they, the guys do. They they, you know, guys give me an hour and a half, two hours, and and, and uh, we can go can go ahead and go home and study, right.
1: Yeah, that's what they do. They go home and study. I'm sure of that on, on both teams. All right, let's talk about Conley a little bit before we, we get you out of here and we get Coach Mills on. But uh, this Conley baseball team, yeah, I talked to Jason the other night, and he was he said, I'll be surprised if we can keep up with Rose. So I guess he sandbagged a little bit. Yeah, Conley won it 3-2. But the word was that Mateus threw the baseball better than he's probably thrown it all year.
4: Yeah, he is just the best. I've seen him throw it. Uh, you know, he's getting that curveball over constantly. And, and, and you know, uh, he's got that good late-breaking curveball, and, and he throws it hard enough to keep you off balance. And, uh, yeah, he was really good, and he really made some really big pitches at, at uh, crucial times. And, uh, 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 yeah, so, you know, and, and college hitters, you know, the first four or five hitters are really hard to get out. And uh, so, but uh, – Mateus, Mateus is. Uh, I'll be glad when he graduates. <laughs> yeah, he's been there eight years, hasn't he? At least eight years. He's faced us. Yeah, I'll be glad when he goes on. <laughs> <laughs> he does his thing.
1: Uh, and his sister was a great ball player too, wasn't she?
4: She was. She was. She. Yeah, uh, uh, I think she was player of the year up there, Greensboro,
1: wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. She's she was. I love watching her play at Conley. She was really, really good. And I tell you what, she can, she could play with Matthew Mateus, the uh, star for this DH Conley baseball team. We'll talk to Jason Mills in just a bit before we let you go, Coach. Though, talk a little bit about just the the, the, the honest to goodness friendship that you have with Jason and and the Conley folks. I mean, my kids all went to Conley. My stepkids went to Conley. Bella's still there. She's graduating this year. But you know, to a man, there's so many great people at Rose that I feel like are almost like family to me, and, and, and that's pretty much back and forth like that, isn't it?
4: Yeah, that's that's the way we feel about it. Uh, you know, those guys are uh, good friends, good friends, and, and uh, for all the college coaches are. You know, there's assistant coaches, but we, we talk a lot of times and see each other during the summer and uh, stuff like that, but uh, for about two and a half hours now,
1: we're not real friendly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was just saying, yeah. As soon as you shake hands at home plate and give the lineups uh, to the umpire, it's kind of like, okay, we don't like you all that much. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm smiling for the next two and a half hours, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, really have a lot of respect, and and, uh, and we do see, see each other quite a bit during, like, I say, summer and fall, and and have pretty much the same situation, you know, same each team has the same problems and we talk to each other and, and you know, it's, it's, kind of, kind of unique. All
1: right. What are you going to do on the mound on Tuesday? Have you decided on a starter yet? No. Uh, and, 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 you know, a little bit
4: of it has to do with the, what it does weather wise. And, and, uh, that might change a lot of plans for us. Cause you know, we, 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 uh, we've got a game Wednesday and a game Thursday. We've got a Newborn Thursday and that's a game we can't let get away from us. And, we got a north side on Wednesday. And we can't let that get away from us. So we don't want to, you know, the, 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 we we have to be have to even this thing out, you know, and, and see what happens with the rain. And, and and Brian Brian, you understand what I'm saying? Neither side wants to get into a suspended game type situation where you play a couple innings and yeah. and then you do that. Neither side wants to do that on a crappy field and crappy weather. And, right. And uh, and uh, neither side wants to get involved. Well, let's get it started and see what happens to the rains, and then you play in and the two, and you know you play that suspended game, and the in and the two counts, and then you have to come back, finish it later, and uh, that's that's miserable when you have to get involved and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Now, if you guys do get rained out tomorrow night, what's the schedule look like? Because It sounds like you're pretty busy this week. Yeah, because
4: we've got to go to Northside on Wednesday. We got you know conference games, so it would be Friday before we could play it again, Friday or Monday. Yeah, and college, has got Newbern and South Central next week, so you know they don't, don't want to play us, Newbern and South Central in the same week. You know that's, that's that's a tough week.
1: So I vote for Monday because we've got Pirate Baseball Friday. So, but, but we can we, we'll go either way because uh, they're both very important games. And uh, hopefully, though, you'll get it uh, tomorrow. East, East Carolina does have baseball tomorrow as well against North Carolina State yeah. in Raleigh. But uh, some some big baseball coming up. Yep, it's fun. If you really like sports and baseball,
4: Rose Conley, baseball is is as much fun as you'll ever go to any sport. It really is. It
1: really is. Coming up tomorrow, Rose and Conley at Guy Smith Stadium. Coach, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to join us, and uh, best of luck uh, to those uh, rampants tomorrow night and the rest of the season. Maybe we'll catch up with you again in the playoffs coming up later on. Okay. Thanks, Brian. All right, Ronald Vincent, North Carolina's all-time winningest high school baseball coach, His Ramp is fourteen and three, seven and one in the Big Carolina 4A, 3A losses to Perquimans, West Carteret, and DH Conley the other night. The Conley rematch is set for tomorrow night at Guy Smith, weather permitting. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back. Jason Mills from DH Conley. He joins us as we continue on on the Brian Bailey Show after this.
0: You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show.
1: Hi, welcome back on this Monday. We're getting connected with Jason Mills, G.H. County Coach, as we speak. Our ace producer, Cliff Brock, took a little break on us and just fell asleep at the wheel. If he's driving a truck, he'd erect it. You got a busy signal, didn't you? Got his voicemail. Though. Oh, Call great. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we kind of prepare for these things and try to get ready. But Jason Mills is going to join us in just a bit, Conley, 16-3 and 7-1 in the big Carolina 3A-4A conference. As we said, Matthew Mateus pitched very well the other night in that 3-2 to win over J.H. Rose. Clip Brock has come through like a champion, like the champion that he is. He's getting a standing ovation by the, the intern group right now. Yeah, nice job, everybody. Jason Mills now joins us, the head coach at Conley. Coach, how are you? Doing great. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Okay, let's talk about this Conley baseball team. 16-3, and 7-1 and in the Big Carolina. Losses to New Hanover, to South Central, and to Stoneman Douglas on the season. That Stoneman Douglas lost 15 nothing. That was in the National High School Invitational in Cary, and that's why you guys didn't play in the Pitt County Classic, but what did you learn from your ball club in a blowout loss like that?
5: Oh, well, we learned that uh, Stoneman Douglas is the best team in the country by far, I think. <laughs> They uh they went and just just hammered everybody up there and I had coached or coached seven other guys uh during the summer and fall. And so it was it was nice seeing those guys and uh we knew they were <laughs> coming up and, and they were and um you know, it was a good experience. I mean, it it kinda drove us the next two games we played. A uh, team from California that's like third ranked in California and uh, Servite and and they were loaded. They had five UCLA commits and two Arizona, Cal State, Fullerton commits. So uh, our kids played extremely well that day. And uh, you know we've had some injuries and and so we have some new guys in the lineup. And that was a really good good showing for them. And they they're learning how to play at this level and and uh, having some success.
1: Before we talk, Rose and Conley, talk about what you do in the summer with some of the travel ball and and, and coaching. That and how much do you enjoy that?
5: Oh, I love it. Um, you know, it pays for my daughter's college. You got to love that. You got to love that. Um, basically, I, I work for a team called uh, Kane's Baseball. Um, we used to be the Evo Shield Canes, but uh, that banner got uh, when Wilson bought Evo Shield, we dropped out, and so it's it's age groups from seventeen U all the way down who knows what age, but I'm just mostly with the 17-year kids. and Every one of our kids are committed, and, and our kids that we have on my team have all been hand-selected. Um, from here, we've had four. Uh, Matthew Mateus, Dixon Williams, Bryant Packard, and Phillip Sanderson. all played for me on those teams. But, I mean, I think on opening day roster off our old teams, we had 38 guys uh, on major league opening day rosters that have played for me since 2012 um so it's that high level baseball um it's a nice break sometimes from here um but at the same time every every situation has its up and downs dealing with agents and advisors and you know the best player on a team you got a kid hitting nine hole asking him bunt and he hits three hole in his high school and he's never bunted before so there's different uh Different headaches at every level.
1: And the four guys you mentioned were like a who's who of Conley baseball, weren't they? Oh, yeah.
5: You might throw maybe an Alex White or a Davis Pat. Oh, that's
1: true, too. Yeah.
5: Yeah, those guys were. Those guys. All of those guys were something, I tell you. And, and it's uh, uh, really nice when you have guys on your team like that because they can win you some games.
1: Talk about Matthew Mateus a little bit, Coach. Uh, Coach Vincent was just on with us and, and I said that people were telling me they thought Matthew threw, you know, better than he's thrown all year against Rose. Ronald Vincent said pretty much the same thing, but he had his curveball breaking. It was he had, you know, different different speeds and he really dominated play. Is that the best you've seen him pitch?
3: Um
5: you know, I I would probably know. Um, but it's the best he pitched against Rose, and I I will tell you for almost 365 days, me and that child have been plotting. <laughs> <And> <laughs> how can we be? Because, look, he's never beat runs before. We had him uh, his freshman year, and we gave up a two-run home run with two outs in the seventh. One of our relievers did. And then last year we had him uh, during the regular season and, and made an error, and Mitch Jones came up with a huge hit with two outs to put them up. So this was this was important to Matthew to win, but since last year, um he and I kind of went to the drawing board and we we he developed the slider and then we we went exclusively his breaking ball his curveball was the big one uh last year but we threw uh three curveballs and one changeup everything else was fastball slider and um during the summer when he played for me I forced him to do it and sometimes he got hit around sometimes he was magnificent and he's finally kind of found that pitch that um can, can neutralize some really good hitters and, and he had a ton of success this fall. Velocity's starting to come up. I mean, you can't speak enough about Matthew and how hard he works. He's just, um, you know, he's just constantly driven to become better.
1: We with RV about the the fact that that this is a big rivalry, but there's so many people that that all of us know. And I told Ronald, you know, my kids both went to Conley, my stepkids both gone to Conley. Bella's still over there. I mean, but there's so many people at Rose that I truly think of as family. And and with this rivalry, you guys pretty much have the same type of situation. I mean, I mean, it's it, you guys are very close, except for those two and a half three hours that you play.
5: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, it's just. Clay and and RV and Tommy and and their staff, Marvin, of course, and and our staff, we're just, I mean, we are friends. And, and, uh, you know, people might not realize that we look forward to playing each other because, you know, all of us are competitors and love that competition. And there is no other competition as as big as a Rose Conley rivalry, around here anyway, than baseball. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure... I might upset people from South Central, but, you know, that those games every year, you kind of pencil them in and you look forward to it. Um, you know, the friendships we all have developed over, I've been here 23 years. I, I couldn't tell you how many years uh, RV's been there. And, uh, you know, Clay played against me and now coaches against me. And Mike and Trevor, my assistants, are the same. And, you know, it, it is just something that we all – kind of cherish every day. I mean, I still remember last year when they they dogpiled on my field. They did. And it it hurts inside. But you know what? The first person to meet me at home plate was was RV and Clay and Tommy and, you know, just ultimate class in their whole organization, you know, with their staff and and their kids play extremely hard and, and, you know, they're extremely well coached. And so there's a lot of admiration for their, their program from us. And, you know, that's what makes Playing a team like that, so so much fun and so exciting. And, you know, you come to the crowds and the people are all amped up and they're spending money at the concessions and they're hooting and hollering and cheering. And it just makes a fun night for these young men.
1: That was that was so much fun in going live and previewing the matchups and having you know the coaches on and talking about it and and like I told RV I mean and the the reason I think that I've been blessed for so many years here is that sports matters to people I mean was that the largest crowd that that Conley's ever had for a, a high school baseball game It had to be didn't it Oh without
5: a doubt Yeah I mean Coach Maloney and I still talk about that I. I really appreciate everybody coming out. There is a brand-new mower that me and Coach Deans have. Probably <laughs> so uh really appreciate the uh, endorsement of my field and, and buying those $7 tickets. But kidding aside, I mean, that, you know, RV and I played uh, in 2005 when they were the two-time defending state champions the first year we won it. And that crowd over at, at Guy Smith yes. was enormous. But this one was it was crazy, and I think it was so crazy because of COVID and because people were were really longing for for something exciting to happen. I mean, you miss the whole season, and then your next season's kind of half half a season. And you know, Rose went on a mad. They struggled early in the year, then all of a sudden they went on a magical run there. Yeah, put it together, and and just were. I mean, we're outstanding, and and. Uh, you know, we had we had done well all season. I think the only only loss we had was to them, and you know, so the two of us come together is is you know was pretty special. Especially after um, I think it was Packard's senior year, they lost to Rose, lost to Green Hope in the Eastern five, or in the fourth round, and we lost to uh, Hoggart in the fourth round. I mean, could you imagine what a three game set between our two programs would be like in Greenville? So um, it'd be a lot of fun, but. Uh, this year won't happen unfortunately the state didn't didn't choose us to be 3A anymore so we'll have to wait a couple years to get them back in the playoffs.
1: Yeah and that, that that is always a lot of fun and I, and I just you're right Conley now 4A and uh... Rose in the 3A ranks but still uh, both teams favored to go a long way in the baseball postseason uh, do you know what you're gonna do on the mound tomorrow night do you have any plan Cause I know you guys have a busy week I didn't realize it until RV was reeling off the games but you know both teams have, have a lot you know at stake this week there's a threat of rain uh, coach said you really, really don't want to start a game and have to suspend it so, so what, what's your what's your plan?
3: So
5: it's probably not going to. By rule, we could bring Matthew back, but I um, I don't think he's even in play. He might be able to close an inning. Um, probability, we're going to go with one of the sophomores, either Riley Williams or Riley Treadway. Um, they've been throwing the ball extremely well for us. Uh, or you know Ryan Smith and Luke Lambert, who we saw come in in, in the game, have been kind of the middle drop end of the game's force this year and done a great job. So uh you know it's probably going to be one where you might see uh you know three or four pictures from us and and piece it together and um it you know i was talking to coach meadows at north Pitt today and uh, this is going to be really important for us because you know our kids are going to get that experience in a huge game i mean they got to throw an nhsi as well there, but um this is this is a little bit different this is pressure at home you know not three hours away and uh, against a, a rival team that you're going to be amped up against, and so this is actually going to help us with those younger kids getting ready for the playoffs because those guys want to win some games. We can't go, you know, the Matty Mateus show every game. Um, so that's that's a probable plan. I would imagine Riley Williams will be on the mound uh, first, and then uh, we'll go from there.
1: What's the key to getting another win over Rose? Because obviously, having just played them, you know they've got a bad taste in their mouth. They're going to be playing at home, so it's a difficult assignment.
5: Well, we, absolutely. Our key to winning every game we've played this year is throw strikes, don't make any errors, play clean, and that's everybody. We'll we'll hit enough and score enough. And the other night, um, our walks were a little bit high, but the one error cost us a run. Um, but if you play clean defense and, and don't walk people in high school baseball, you're going to win a lot of games. And the games we've lost, I bet you we've been close to double digits in the in the free passes, and you know probably three or four errors in there. And and so we have to play clean. And you know, and I'm sure RV would say the same thing. You can't make mistakes defensively, and you can't give them free passes because when you do, it seems like uh, uh, they put up a pile of runs and. So we're going to, uh, that's our goal, is to play that good defense, swing it, um, you know, continue swinging it. I, I'll tell you, uh, Chase Anderson did a really good job against us the other night, uh, you know, changing speeds and locating. And then, you know, you got to, I told my coaching staff, you have to be in the lead late in the game because when Grayson Myrick comes in, he's kind of their their go-to guy in big situations, whether it's at the plate or on the mound. And you have to be winning before they can hand the ball to Grayson and if you uh, get to the end of the game and Grayson's got the ball with the win, you're, you're probably going to lose that ball game. So that, that's the goal is we've got to score early and get up on him so when he does come in the game we've got a little lead to play with.
1: Final thought, Coach, I want to congratulate you. and I meant to say the same thing to RV, but everybody, uh, Coach Meadows, everybody that has something to do, Farmville Central over there with the Aiden Grifton, with the, the Pitt County Classic, it just the way you guys hosted teams. I was out at Conley and had a chance to interview Turner Brown for a story that we did, but the field was in great condition. You had a little weather issues you had to deal with, but uh, all of you guys deserve to be congratulated. That was a great event. Yeah, 50, 52
5: teams. I bet you I spent about a hundred hours on the phone bringing everybody in and probably spend another 14 hours rescheduling and figuring out fields and trying to get them ready. And, you know, the guys do a great job at their facilities hosting these people and, you know, we just want to continue to bring um, people into our community from outside. It, it, it fills our restaurants. It fills our hotels. Uh, you know, they all get to see East Carolina stadium and, and, you know, can drive by pit and, See what, how much baseball means to this community and see how good it is. And is. I'll tell you, that's what uh, Bloom Carroll's coach told me. He said the reason why they keep coming back year in, year out, is a level of competition. Whether it's a top-level team or a mid-level team is competitive, and they just don't get it in other states like that. And so that's why they constantly come down here. So we're going to continue to keep doing it and have a good time.
1: All right, Jason Mills joining us, Conley and Rose Part 2, coming up tomorrow night at Guy Smith Stadium. Coach, thanks so much for the visit. Good luck tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Thank
5: you so much for having
1: me. All right, Jason Mills, head coach at Conley. We'll take our final break. We'll come back and we'll wrap up this edition of the Brian Bailey Show on this Monday after
0: this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show.
1: All right, welcome back. As we wrap things up,
0: I'm going to go to Durham
1: in the morning. The Durham Bulls take on the Memphis Redbirds and Alec Burleson at 11 a.m., one of those special education day games for the Durham Bulls. We're going to get a chance to interview him for the Cliff Godwin Show. That interview and that uh, story should run on Sunday's show for uh, the Coach Godwin Show. And then we've got the Turner Brown story that we've already done about a run in that show as well. So we're looking forward to that. East Carolina and NC State coming up tomorrow night. They may move that game up, but nothing has been said officially as of yet. want to thank Amanda Moore, lacrosse coach at East Carolina for joining us today and Rose coach Ronald Vincent, Conley coach Jason Mills, Rose Conley too, set for tomorrow night at Guy Smith Stadium. Thanks to those two coaches for joining us to talk about that great, great matchup. That's our show. We'll see you back here next week
0: on the Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft & Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio.